Hey friends, happy Wednesday and welcome to the Drive Through Moms podcast. Each episode, we're talking to a mom or sharing something to encourage moms to see God's faithfulness. I can't wait for you to hear who's next. Here we go. Hey guys, happy Wednesday and welcome to the Drive Through Moms podcast. Today, I'm super excited. We're going to be talking about camps, specifically Christian summer camps and their impact specifically on girls during their formative years. But today I have the pleasure of chatting with Miss Amy Lowe, who is director of girls camps for Windshape Camps, as well as uh, family camps across Georgia, as well as across the U.S. Welcome, Amy. Hi, Lynn. Great to be with you today. Thank you. I'm so excited to have you. So, Amy, you're the director of the Windshape Camp for Girls. You also oversee camps for families. Um, your bio that we got um, talks about that you have a business administration degree from Samford. I have several friends in our neighborhood whose kids went to Samford and loved it. It's a great place. Um, as well as a master's of arts in theology from Fuller. And then like most other moms, your hobbies are laundry, <laughs> running the robot vacuum and unloading the dishwasher. Okay. I cracked up because I read that as your bio um, <laughs> from an article from the Christian post. And it was just hilarious because what moms have time for hobbies anyway? Lynn, we don't have time for hobbies. <laughs> we, don't. we don't. We'll do that later. We don't. I- <laughs> yeah, we'll do that later. And I will say as an empty nester, those uh, those uh, times for hobbies are starting to be kind of full circle. So, but yeah, the that just made me die laughing. I thought that was funny. <laughs> I feel like all the moms that are listening to this right now are shaking their heads and saying, I'm not alone, you know? Yeah, what hobbies? It's funny because my kids um, will go through seasons of talking about um, shows or music they're listening to or the latest app or whatever. And I'm like, and they're like, how do you not know that? I'm like, who has time? I don't, of course I don't know that. <laughs> I know nothing, nothing. I know nothing about that. So before we get into kind of your job and how your own life as a mom affected you in terms of your perspective for summer camps, and especially, you know, we'll get into talking about girls. Tell me a little bit about you and your family in Georgia and how you got to Windshape Camps. Yes, I live in Georgia now. I'm from Nashville, Tennessee. So I was born and raised in Nashville and met my husband actually working summer camp. So I started working camp when I was in college. I went as a kid, but barely. And I started working Fuge Camps, which is a ministry of Lifeway Christian Resources in Nashville and just worked there in the summer. That's where I felt called into the ministry. That's where I met my husband. And eventually after I went to seminary and graduated, I became full-time in camps with Fuge Camp Nashville and did that basically until we got pregnant with our first kiddo. And my husband was a student pastor at the time. He His summer was crazy. My summer was crazy. And we just started praying about what that meant for us. And I left camping ministry at that point when I started to have kiddos and moved over to publishing and did some publishing with Lifeway Women for a while. And then did not think I would come back to camp, but I had some friends that had moved down to work at Windshape and Lifeshape at, in uh, Atlanta, and they called me and wanted me to come down and direct their girls' camp. And I never thought I would go back to camping, but I left camping because of my kiddos, and now I get to come back to camping. I've been in this role for five years, and my kids get to grow up going to camp, something that I didn't get to do, and I've been able to see the effect on them and what camp has done for them, and that was a huge blessing that was unexpected when I 
took this job and we moved our family down to Georgia. So that's just been a really neat God thing that has happened as a result of me coming down here to work with camp again, get to come back to camp, go back to my roots. Yeah. And I would say um, my my situation is probably kind of similar in terms of years. Like I grew up, went to camp a couple of times with my church. Yes. Um, our kids, our kids. Yeah. All three of our kids went to camp with um, our church as well. But then, and I'll talk about it a little bit later, but a couple of mine actually worked at camps. And so having, uh, not everybody has the same camp experience. And so right. you kind of, you know, you went away from camp because of your kids, but you're definitely back working camps because of your kids. So it's amazing <laughs> how your kids kind of tie in a lot to what uh, what you're doing and what kind of God calls you to. For sure. So I, f- I found this on the website that talked about the mission statement of Windshape particular, in particular, but it says as a part of the Windshape Foundation, Windshape Camp's mission is to glorify God by creating experiences that transform campers and families with the message of Jesus. And it kind of goes on and talks about um, the different types of camps. So explain a little bit about the different camps that you have, the different options people have. So we've got summer camps and then some other options. Um, and, yes. you know, I told you this before we started talking, I really had not heard a whole lot about Windshape Camps, but you guys are really fairly large. I mean, you've got camps all across the country. Um, so yes. talk a little bit about the specifics of the camps themselves. Yes. Our overnight camps are only in Georgia. So we're all in North Georgia. It's beautiful. The mountains, we have girls camp, boys camp, again, girls camp, let's get away from those boys, boys camp, let's get away from those girls. And then we also have family camps, but all of those are in North Georgia. We hope to expand and get out of the state of Georgia, but we haven't been able to do that just yet with overnight camps. But what we do have across the country is day camps and they're everywhere. We partner with churches that want to get out and reach out into their community. And so I'm looking at our map right now. If you go to windshapecamps.org, you'll be able to see a map of where all of our day camp locations are. We've got a lot in Dallas, Fort Worth area, one in Austin, Houston. We've got one in Oklahoma and all the Southeast. We're really peppered a lot in the Southeast. So hopefully there might be one close to you, but you can check out the map and find out. We actually open our day camp registration in the spring. So it'll be around March when we open that up. But if you have a church that's interested in, in partnering with us and bringing, bringing us to your church, hey, we would love to talk to you about that and see if there's a way that we can come to your church. And that way you don't have to go far at all. Yeah, which is great. I was telling um, earlier, there's some, um, we've got a couple of camps around Texas that, that do that. It's not I don't know, maybe it's more of a thing. My kids are out of the camp age. Maybe it's more of a thing than I thought, but there are some here called camp in the city, but that is something that is, I think, a big deal for those kids that, you know, don't have the, maybe the financial backing to get to go to sleepaway camp, um, Mm -hmm. or maybe just in a situation where they can't, um, or they don't want to be gone or maybe medical reasons that they can't be gone overnight, be able to have something to come to you. So, um, I think that's a great option. And I know that there's a link on the website to where, you know, if you have a church, maybe it's a small church um, and you don't and uh, you don't have a particular camp that you go to yet, or maybe that's not too far, then you have uh, the ability to go in and apply to have you guys come to them. So I think that's a great option. Yeah. Um, one of the things I was reading on the website too is talked about that you guys typically have over 40,000 different campers engaged each summer mm-hmm. across your camps. 
that's yes. a large amount of kiddos. <laughs> yes, we took a dip with COVID because we canceled camp that summer, but we're building back up to that number. But yeah, in 2019, we had 40,000 campers uh, across the country. And you know, you know what, Lynn, I mean, wherever you are, I'm, I'm a fan of overnight camp, find one that's close to you that you work with. It doesn't have to be Winship. If you're not close to Georgia, that sure. makes it really hard. But I am passionate about sending your kiddos to camp because of the things that you, that they learn while they're there. If, if they're able to do it, I know it's hard for a lot of kiddos, just like you said, for all those reasons, but there's such value in it. And also, y'all, for the for the moms and dads, yeah, we we have so many campers that they drop off their kids at camp, and then they say they say bye. We're gonna, you know, we're going to Paris, or we're going to, you yeah. know, we're going to the beach, or whatever. And so it's just a really they know their kids are well taken care of. We're gonna call them if they need if they need any if we need anything. But it's a great time for parents to to have some alone connection time. Sure, also, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So you guys were founded by somebody sort of famous, um, which was kind of exciting to read that. Tell me about the founding of the camp and how the your wow. belief system plays into, you know, not only how it was based, but then how that translates into what you guys focus on with the kids. Yes, we were founded by Truett Kathy. So the founder of Chick-fil-A is also our founder. And I never got to meet him. I really wish that I had, but he was a great man who um, founded all of Windshape. And the way he founded it is he went to go visit Barry College, which is in Rome, Georgia, in North Georgia. And they had a whole part of their campus. It's a really large campus. They had a whole part of their campus that was unused that used to be a boarding school. And they were trying to figure out how to use it. And he said, what if we put a, a college program here? And that way, the some college kiddos could live here. We could help fund them. They could go to Barry. They could also learn about, you know, leadership and biblical foundation and that kind of thing. And so that's how Windshape started is with really with the college program which we still have today. And then also it's in, a, in some other places. We're at Belmont University. We're at a couple of other universities now, but it's a great way to invest in college students. And so that took care of the August through May of the campus. But then we thought, well, we have this campus for the summer. Why not make it a summer camp? Truett sent his kiddos to Crest Ridge and Ridgecrest summer camps in the Carolinas, in North Carolina growing up. And so his kids loved camp. And so therefore he loved camp and he thought, why don't we make it a camp here? And so Windshape Camps was founded that next year. Windshape also has a marriage ministry that we do both on the campus of Barry College at our Windshape Retreat. And then also they do digital other events. And so that's how Windshape was founded, was really true at meeting with the president of Barry College and thought we we could use this space for for ministry and it grew from there. Yeah. So you've got then day camps, family camps, marriage camps, um, summer camps. So a lot of different options for families. So your role specifically is over um, girls camps. It sounds like from what you were describing, you guys don't necessarily have uh, camps together. You have girls camps and then boys camps. Um, for Correct. You'll have to explain the specific ages, but tell <laughs> yeah. me a little bit about your role. Yeah. Our day camps is the only time boys and girls come together. Otherwise, uh, and family camp, but otherwise, if it's an overnight camp, 
girls are by themselves and boys are by themselves. But my role is I oversee our girls camp location. We have three different girls camp locations for all ages, first through 12th grade. And then we have uh, family camp and family weekend experiences, again, all in North Georgia. But we we get to work with young girls and middle school girls and high school girls and champion them and cheer them on and help you know, come alongside parents, put our arms around parents and say, hey, we're teaching these girls the same thing you're teaching them. Sometimes they just hear it better coming from us and it'll be our, yeah. little, it'll be our little secret. We won't tell them. It'll be fine. But yeah, we really yeah. want to, we will, really want to partner with parents to be able to say, hey, we want to help instill these values in your girls just like you do. Let us, let us help you do that. Right, right. And sometimes that, like you said, it, you know, it's just, a true statement in that sometimes hearing it obviously from somebody else than hearing something from your parent just yep. makes a bigger difference. Um, yep. And especially if you, you know, have that time where you're away and you're with other girls and you're like, Oh, you're going through the same things I'm going through. And you don't have the distractions of boys. I totally love that. Um, <laughs> as a mom of two girls and a boy. Yeah. We also don't um, wear makeup at camp. It's awesome. Uh, what a there's, blessing. There's no time for that, Lynn. There's no time. No, there is no time. So like the last two years has obviously been affected everybody, right? In a lot of different ways. Um, and yes. we're seeing how it's affected kids as well. We've definitely yes. heard more and more about anxiety and depression, mental health in general yep. than ever before as a result of the global pandemic and the aftermath. But tell me um, what you've seen with boots on the ground, so to speak, with the kids um, in your case, uh, you know, the girls that are coming to camp and how have you kind of seen that manifested? Yes, we, we definitely see the effects at camp since COVID hit. We've We've, we've seen that on the rise, girls coming with higher levels of anxiety and stress and worry and fear. And again, that's another reason why we love camp. They don't have their phones at camp. They leave them at home. They, again, they don't wear makeup. They, we, we have a jam-packed schedule. We put them together with girls um, and and we have we put a counselor with them that loves them and cheers them on where they're able to try new things and be in a safe environment to try those new things and we've seen that you know benefit them on the other side i'm i'm actually looking right now at survey results cuz we're wrapping up our camp season right now and i'm reading from all these moms that are telling us thank you for letting their camper come and be positively affected. I'm reading things like it's um, self-esteem is improved. Girls are learning how to be more flexible, confident. She grew in her confidence, which allowed her to make new friends and approach new experiences with a positive mindset. She's learned that she can tackle, tackle new things with confidence and has the ability to overcome adversity. I mean, there's just comment after comment of that. So I think we're just trying to do our part to help, to help sure. these girls come to a positive place where they can try new things and be loved and feel safe and, and gain those self-esteem and confident confidence and independence, you know, that they've, that they've lost a little bit in the pandemic. Yeah, because especially, you know, when you have something like what we've experienced and all of a sudden you have the entire world that has going through something difficult at the same time and we're all experiencing something new and maybe for the first time for especially kids that age or any of us, it's maybe 
for them, it's the first time they've ever really had something super hard that they're like, yeah, I have no idea what to do. I don't know what to expect. And if you have, you know, anxiety and you worry about what's going to happen and you like things really mapped out and specific and you want to know Mm -hmm. what's coming, that's terrifying. So, um, having that ability, I love that in a safe space to, I'm just thinking of, you know, the having, um, I don't know how a lot of people feel about or what they've experienced in camps and guys and girls being together, but having guys somewhere else and just having girls and not having that fear factor of, I don't want to look stupid because the guys can do all these things or rock climber (laughs) or ropes course or things. You know what I'm saying? You have that mental, you have the confidence of like, okay, this is new, but I can do this and I'm among peers and I can take baby steps to do something that I haven't done. Lynn, I, I have a, I have an introvert little girl she's actually 12 now but she's an introvert she, her favorite thing to do is sit on the couch and read and you know just be alone and she goes to camp and she does mountain biking and outdoor living and rock crawl climbing and and she picks them and i am always baffled every time that she picks those and it's because she feels i want to try new things mom and i feel safe to do it at windshape and right so I love that. And I, I think that girls need it. So tell me a little bit about an article. You wrote an article in the Christian Post where you shared a personal experience, but also shared, shared some pretty astounding stats from the CDC about uh, from the taken from the National Center of Health about kind of, um, you know, your experience in this conversation and how that ties into camp. Yes, uh, the stats are jaw-dropping in a lot of ways, it's it's hard to imagine, but we see it. You know, we see suicides on the rise and the effects of social media with depression, anxiety, and eating disorders and all of those things, you know, not to mention COVID and all the fear that comes from that. And so, we're definitely seeing it. It's not just, you know, our minds messing with us that this is happening because I'm seeing it all around, but the stats really do back it up. Right. So, yeah. So, in the article, you said, um, but today over half the teen girls say they have persistent feelings of sadness and hopelessness, according to the CDC research. In 2020 alone, the National Center for Health Statistics found that there were more than 6,600 deaths by suicide among the ages of 10 to 24. But that same study also revealed that the early last year emergency department visits for attempts were 55% higher among young girls. So, based on, you know, your your article and your conversation, you know, in the car with your daughter, you know, you would say that, yeah, those, those, you're seeing those stats kind of ring true and what you see at camp. I I am. We're seeing more and more um, incidents come up where kiddos are, are coming to us. We're safe people to be able to tell us some things. A, a lot of times parents know, but a lot of times maybe they don't know and they're telling us at camp and then we're able to sure. go to the parents and say, Hey, your daughter's, you know, feeling these things. And, and now, you know, so that you can work on getting her some, the help that she needs to overcome it. Sure. So did that affect how you guys, um, I mean, I don't know if if there's a specific type of Bible curriculum or a study or quiet times or, or what you had as part of their, um, their day or how you structured what they do. Did COVID affect and maybe change what you guys did pre COVID? Um, COVID, we, we changed a lot last summer because of COVID this year. We tried to go back to normal as much as possible because 
they really wanted the normal camp experience back. So that's what we did. But as far as our curriculum goes, we, like you, have probably learn or realize that kiddos are going to church less and less. You know, it used to be that an average church attender was like three times a week. And that's how it was when I was growing up. And now to, to say you're an average church attender, you have to, I think this off my memory, but I think it's three times a month, three times a month, then you're an average church attender. And that's even dropped since then. I think it's more like two times a month or even one, depending on the church that you're in. And so they're just in church less. And so therefore they have less of that biblical foundation. And so for us, we're not trying to teach deep things to them. We're just trying, a lot of times we're just trying to teach them the basics to be sure that everybody's got the basics under their belt. So this year we taught uh, about how important it is to look to the Bible for your needs. I mean, how ba- that's as basic as it gets, but we just are finding that they don't even look to the Bible for things, right. you know, for their life anymore. So, uh, we talked about the Holy Spirit and who is He and how does He work. We talked about, obviously, Jesus, and we talked about um, just those basic things that we think every Christian should know, because we we kept seeing campers come in with like nothing, nothing, no knowledge or hardly any knowledge. And so we were like, we can't assume that they know a lot of things about the Bible. We have to start at the, at the basics. And, and I think that that's good because we all need to be reminded of those things. So that's what we did this summer. We'll, we're working on next summer and the future summers, but that's one thing that we've, we've really seen that we're like, Hey, we, we just got to boil it down to what is most important and, and hit those at camp. Sure, because like you said, you you may be having kids come in that have no experience at all with, um, you know, what does it mean to be in a relationship with God? And right. I know one of the things that um, you have on the website talks about that camp is a place where fun has eternal significance. Mm-hmm. Each part of the day provides a new opportunity to develop the camper's faith and character. And every summer we bring in a new theme designed yeah. to draw campers closer to Jesus. Um, they learn new truths about it every day that lasts a lifetime. So your theme this summer was what? And you guys also released like a fun theme song, right? We all, the fun theme song is, uh, is a key. So yeah, we have a Windshape Camps YouTube page. So anybody can enjoy those fun theme songs. This year was all about space. It was called More to Explore. So we went to space this summer, which was really fun. Who doesn't want to go to space camp? And then right. next year, our theme is Road Trip. And we're going to be looking at the life of David. So we're going to just gonna study one character. He was the man after God's own heart. What does that mean to be a man after God's own heart? Not He doesn't have a perfect life. There was ups and downs. And, and then we also have the Psalms that he wrote a large chunk of. So we're able to kind of peek into his journal as to, you know, what was he speaking to the Lord, you know, behind the scenes, pouring out his, his heart to God. So we get it get to see about that relationship. So that's what we're going to study next year, you know, on the road. And uh, we're looking forward to that. The next summer, we don't know yet. We're working on it, but. Yeah, that's great. Have you seen, not to take a a side road, but here, but have you (laughs) seen the, there's a new movie coming out, animated movie about the life of David. Um, It's perfect. I feel Perfect like I've timing. seen little bits and pieces. Is it out yet? Yeah, it's not out yet. They're still doing right. some crowdfunding. But anyway, it's really, I mean, let's be real. Most Christian movies in general just are a little 
the quality is a little bit less sometimes. Yes. Um, yes. The Chosen, I think, has changed a lot of that. But yeah. anyway, yes. they're I think they're funding kind of like the Chosen series. But anyway, it's called um, it's just David, and it's an animated one. And it's actually the I saw just the trailer of it. You have to look it up. It's really good. I'll link it in the show notes. But um, anyway, so that will be a really fun thing to maybe piggyback off of next yeah, summer. For sure, that's um, awesome. So one of the things that you also said, and you kind of touched on this a minute ago uh, in the article, was you said, if we want to raise strong, healthy, confident girls, we need to provide them with opportunities to unplug. Yeah. And at Windshape Camps, campers are asked to give up their phones for the duration of camp. And guess what? They gladly comply. They love it. <laughs> they do. They do. Is it? What do you see at the beginning? Even my staff, Lynn, they come in because we ask them to give their phone, like we take their phones too. Staff don't have them either. And um, we have walkie talkies. That's how we communicate around campus. They're all over the place. We have walkie signals. But at first, sometimes they're nervous and it it's like a you know, it's such a comfort to have your phone. And you, when you're giving it up, I mean, that's, we're asking a lot of them to give it up. But what we have heard is that, you know, a few days in, they, they're so happy that they don't have to be attached to that all the time. And when they come back for the second summer, they're like, when do I turn my phone in here? Can I go ahead and give it to you? <laughs> so they they love to not have it, but campers for sure don't have it. There's we just, we jam pack their day full of other fun things and they'll just get their phone back when they get home. And that's another reason why parents love to send their kiddos to us because they want to break them from feeling like they have to have it all the time. Right. And y'all get to be the bad guy <laughs> in exactly. terms of taking We're it happy right. to be. We're happy to be. Sure. Which is great. And I have to say, um, I have... Three kids, two of mine worked at summer camps in Texas um, when they were in college. And one of them worked two years. Uh, they both worked at different camps, but I know that they pretty much have said very similar things. And so them going into it at first was like, I'm in college. I'm super tied to my phone too. I mean, I can't say anything. I am too. Right. Um, but they would give up their phone, um, you know, for the entire week, they didn't have it because they were focused on their kids. And, um, you know, if they got a coach's night off or got a break during the week or something, they might get it. But what was interesting was we went one year um, to my son. They have like a little closing ceremony thing. And then they would have these little sessions with the with the leaders. So all bunch of college kids. Um, where they would kind of had a have you know tell some highlights from the week and ways you saw God move and whatever, and so my son wanted us to see and kind of experience that. And so I remember we were sitting there waiting, and um, somebody would go, one of the other staff members would go and get the box, like this tub that had everybody's phones mm-hmm. in it, and take the lid off. And what was so fun to watch was to just see them. Um, all be hugging and talking and whatever. And like, how was your week? And oh, my girls were crazy or whatever. And then just leave the phones. Like I know they, you know, by three or four weeks in, they're like, yeah, my phone's over there. The lid's out. I can go get it, but I don't even care. Uh, <laughs> you know, we're, they, they were so steeped in, they were so steeped in talking about things that they'd seen God do in their campers and yep. then, you know, in their own hearts. So um, that yeah. was just, you know, pretty beautiful. You kind of touched a little bit on, you know, some things that you've seen um, parents say, um, you know, which I would love to get some of those from me, but just some things that you've um, heard parents say that they've appreciated for seeing what their kids have 
experienced while being there. And unplugging is so hard um, for adults. You know, we all have different responsibilities and take timing away um, to play can be just a barrier. So tell us a little bit um, about wind shape for families in marriages, mm-hmm. since that's also something that you're over the family camps. Yes. We all need to take a break. Yes. Well, what happened, Lynn, is we would have parents come and drop off their campers at some of our locations. We have a, a location called Cahutta Springs up in North Georgia. It's this peninsula surrounded by water. And the the moms and dads would drop off their campers and they, they would say, can we just kind of stay like right over right over here? There's this other building that y'all aren't using. Like, can we just stay there? And, you know, we'd laugh and then we'd send them on. But then we thought we need to have a family camp experience. And we wanted to for a long time. I think we used to, honestly, a long time ago. But we um, stopped it. And so we've started it back. They're really short little experiences. They're three-day experiences. So it's easy for mom and dad to get off work. But it's a really great way to bring families together, again, away from their normal life, try new things. We, we go to our Cahutta Springs location. There's a zip line and a flying chair and a blob and boats and all that kind of stuff. And it's so fun to just see dads and and campers like on the high ropes course and 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 just making memories together that they wouldn't normally have and then also one of the things we do at family campus we have parents share their testimonies with their kiddos i mean a lot of parents have never done that and we help walk them through how to do it you know and they do it in an age appropriate way of course but some campers have never really heard their parents faith story and we give them an opportunity to do that so that's always a really beautiful time but Again, it doesn't have to just be at Windshape. There's family camps all over the place, but it's a great way to get get yourself outside of the normal rhythms of life, unplug, have fun together, make memories together that's not, you know, at an arcade or at a beach. It's just kind of a different setting. And sure. Focusing on the Lord. So, yeah. Sure. Um, you know, I would say that as a mom of three and an empty nester, you kind of start looking at things that you did um, with your kids growing up and, you know, not to sit and look at, Oh, I did this terrible or I didn't do that very well. But one of the things we've thought a lot about, cause my husband, and I've talked a lot about this um, is what are the things that we definitely would do again? You know, mm-hmm. we are expecting our first grandbaby Yay! and we're so excited. Um, but you start looking at those things of like, what would be like, okay, for sure. Those were, those were good things. Those were great things that we would definitely do them again. And I would say Barna camp for our kids um, and for ourselves uh, would be something we would do again. We had, like I said, I had two of mine that worked at camps in the summers. Um, I went to camp with all three of mine when they were in elementary school um, as well, back then we had a nurse that went with us, but I was like, we they all called me the fake nurse. I was the <laughs> one that would help, like you know, with band aids or whatever. But I would go with them as church, but there uh, with our church camp. But there was so much that came out of it. Like you said, you've got obviously you've got a spiritual growth. You see that you know, okay, my pace is slowed down. I've got time that I'm kind of forced when maybe I'm not doing it at home for some quiet time with the Lord. Um, mm. I'm doing, I'm, I'm seeing some personal growth that, um, you know, we saw in our kids. Uh, I, one of ours led worship at camp uh, for multiple summers in high school and then out of, 
out of school when she was in college. Um, you see just the physical growth of kind of what you said. You've got the challenge of, okay, I've never done the ropes course. Maybe I'll go do that. Um, um, you see how they learn about what real friendship is like um, and making those connections with somebody that they never met. Um you know, see some other ways of how they manage their free time. Just what are some yeah. other things that you see along the way? But those are just some simple things I think that mm-hmm. I've seen in my own kids um, that they all learned uh, going to camp and then also working at a camp. For sure. And I, I mean, I think for those younger ones, it's, it's as simple as, hey, they get to pick what they want to eat in the cafeteria and they have to be in charge of picking their food and cleaning it up and getting up and getting dressed themselves and brushing their own hair. And my husband said this morning, picking out their own underwear. I mean, just like picking out their clothes and getting like, they just gain independence from doing that because so often, you know, as much as we want to give them independence, it's so easy just to go pick up their plate that they left or, pick up their clothes that they threw on the middle of the floor and the counselor's not going to let that happen. I mean, they the, teach them how to do the little things up to the big things. But then I think about the older girls and boys, like they are forced to get outside their comfort zone and make new friends and try new things. So that confidence piece, that overcoming adversity piece, that doing your devotion on your own and all of those kind of things you, you get at camp. And and I have so many moms that drop off their kids and maybe they're crying because they're scared or nervous and they pick them up and they're crying again. But this time it's because they don't want to go home. And I hear from parents like, you you gave me my daughter back or you gave me a better version of my daughter or my daughter has is the best version of herself at camp. We hear stories after stories of that. And, you know, that's some of the reasons why we we love to do what we do and why I think camp is so important. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I mean, like I said, we've seen as a, I've worked in schools for a while and, and it's kind of a similar thing in terms of, you know, relate how you relate to parents and kids, kids being afraid. It's a little bit of that separation in the beginning, but yep. man, in the end, they see the, a little bit of the independence and personal responsibility and just the way that they've grown. And they're proud of themselves, right? Yes, they've done some yes. hard things and yes. they've done something that they didn't think they could do and learned along the way that it's okay, Yep, yep. you know? Yep. Tomorrow's a new day and I'm going to learn something else. So, well, exactly. so to wrap up, I know in Texas, if you're going to camp, even if it's not going with your church, but you're going to go to camp somewhere, you typically have to sign up like super, pretty far in advance. A lot of kids, you know, you uh, here in some camps, you can sign up when you leave. So like, you know, they'll encourage parents like, hey, this is this, if you want the same week next summer yep. or whatever, but how does yep. that work with you guys? So say, um, I mean, there's a lot of people that I know that don't go to camps in Texas. They'll send their kids to camps, you know, across the country and somewhere like Windshape. Um, but say you're wanting to um, send your kid to a camp next summer, like how far in advance do you guys usually do registrations? At least for us, Lynn, in the in the fall, you're you're right. If you go to camp in the summer, you can early register and you know get that first choice. But we'll have spots open in the fall. We usually open that first week in September. I think a lot of camps actually do it that kind of timeline. So overnight camps usually start to open up in the fall. So I would again, I know that this is you know August, but we want to go ahead and 
get people to be thinking about next summer. So you do not sure. think about it early overnight camp at least, but then day camps. I think if you're looking at a day camp, especially if it's your first one and you're you're saying, hey, I'm not ready to send over to overnight just yet. Let's start with a day camp. At least ours open up in the spring. And I, I think it's March, but I, I think a lot of day camps are that way also. So you might not have to stress about doing it right now, but could look at it a little bit later. But every camp's a little different, at least for us. Overnight opens in the fall and day camps opens in the spring. Okay. And you guys do have day camps here in the Metroplex, right? If I remember looking at the map correctly, you have lots in Dallas. Okay. So that's great. Um, And I'll put a link in the show notes to the map, which when I, the first time I pulled up the map, I was like, oh my goodness, that is, that's crazy. Um, So (laughs) I think that's super, super exciting to learn something that I did not know about um, another option for camps and just a good godly camp that parents can trust um, what their kids are being around, what they're exposed to. And like you said, that it is a safe place because yeah. that's in this day and time, very important. Was there yeah. anything else that you would want to share or want parents to know about your camps or, um, you know, whether it's a, a sleepaway girls camp or uh, either one of the family camps? Is there anything else you'd want to share before we go? Lynn, I think you you covered it all. I would just say, if it's not wind shape, find another camp that you believe in and, and send your kiddo. We're all in the same business if we're a Christian camp to just point kiddos to Jesus and give them an experience outside and in, in nature where they try new things and are cheered on and championed by, by college students and, and young people. I just believe in it, and I, I hope you can. your listeners will just find a spot that they love that they can go to. And if Windshape is it, we would love that. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for being on and sharing your heart for girls and families and the camp roles that uh, that you play. Um, you know, it's, it's a beautiful thing to see somebody that um, knows or calling from the Lord and that steps into it obediently and, and follows it and is just happy. It, you just see the joy and, and uh, in their face and in their voice, you hear it. And so um, I just am excited about what you're doing there for wind shapes. And um, I'll be sure and tag you guys on Instagram um, and share your website and all that good info um, in the show notes. But thank you so much for being on. Thank you, Lynn. It was so fun. All right, guys. Until next time, thanks again for tuning in to the Drive the Moms podcast. And until next time, happy Wednesday. Hey, thanks for listening. It's pretty amazing to see God put people in your path and then hear their story of what He's doing in them in their sphere of influence, because that's different for everybody. So that's my challenge to you and myself. What is God asking us to do and what are we doing about it? He's called us to share what He's done in our own lives with the people around us. And I think that's pretty cool. Check out our review page on Apple Podcasts and you can find it in my link in my bio on Instagram at Drive Through Moms. But until next time, happy Wednesday.